0: Bad than all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Well, 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 the Monday game, I was surprised we lived because we were really down, but we had everybody there this time and through, I don't know, luck or just grit or what, we managed to take them all down because they were, that group of orcs were tough. And I'm not used to that with an orc, with an orc band. I mean, this, this one battle, just this one area we were in took like three sessions. That was like once a week, that's three weeks for us to just, Get beat down. We actually was able to take a rest <laughs> after a while, and now we're getting ready to face some kind of ogre. We already took tuck took, took his two dire wolves out and his orc buddy. So now we're going to go into that. But we actually were up to full and rested and ready to go. I mean, I'm ne- this since we walked into this dungeon, it has been nonstop. I swear to God, it's been just. It, I mean, guys, let's just find this blade, blade and get out of here. You know, it's that kind of thing. But boy, is it is it fun? I mean, we only play we only play like from eight to ten on a Monday. We used to play seven to ten when we were face to face, but when we're on when we're doing roll twenty, we do the eight to ten. But man, those two hours are packed. It is unbelievable. Anyway. I was reading a few things today, and I want to talk about adapting modules to your system, to your, not your system, but your campaign world. And I came up with a few things, and I want to talk about, and we'll get to that after this. Now, I'm talking about maybe you run into a module that's going, oh, this is really great. If you're lucky, you run into modules that say, well, you can put this anywhere. In your world or whatever, that's the, right there. That's a good place to start because that's part of the work done for you already. Because if you read some, I'm, and even with the classic stuff, like keeping the borderlands or Isle of Dread or uh, castle Amber, that kind of thing, you know, you might want to run some classic modules because and, and I'm looking through Midderland stuff, and Midderlands is very, very. I mean, it, it's it's written with old school in mind, mostly swords and wizardry complete, but you can use it with any old school, and I think you could probably use it with the later ones too, if you just you know think about it. You know, you just got to make a few concessions and changes, even up to fifth edition, but or beyond. But it has a very specific feel to it very specific atmosphere to it. So you have to take that kind of thing into consideration when you're adapting a module. Now, say, take something like Keep on the Borderlands. You should go through it and do changes as necessary, but some of you know it so well, you probably do it on the fly. I wouldn't recommend it, but you probably do it on the fly. Here's what I came up with. First of all, read through the module. I mean, that goes without saying. Read through the module. And note what if you know your source material, your campaign material, whether this is a published campaign setting or your own, read through it with an eye towards putting it in your world. If you know what I mean, and I will go on, I will, I will continue, <laughs> I will elaborate. So it's like you read through the module. What I read through the module once just to get an idea of what's going on. Then I will go back and look through it again, determining now for 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 the midderlands. There's a lot of unique stuff in there, along with the regular stuff. I'm assuming. I think I talked with Glenn Seal about this a long time ago. It's like how do you how do you justify? I mean, he's got so many critters that are that are unique to that world. Critter spells and classes that are unique to that world. It's almost like see the just the critters there's like a whole monster manual form, and then you lay over the regular monster list. You So I look through it and I go, okay, this creature can be substituted with this creature in the world. Okay, fine. And go through and make those notes. Do the same thing with spells. I mean, there's nothing wrong with leaving what's there. But if you can find a way to like substitute say a spell or some treasure magic items things like that or classes for what you have over here in your campaign world the better i'm not saying wholesale get rid of everything but what i'm saying is just do judicious substitutions also even if it says you can drop this in any world it will give names of towns and stuff so you just have to look through it and go okay this location is like that place. In fact, a lot of modules say, okay, if you're not going to use this town that we have in this module, put your put the this area or wherever this is going to happen, major areas in this kind of environment. This kind of environment. And, you know, if it's okay, this is takes place up in the north. So put it up in a, you know, northern area where it's chilly and windy and things like that, or maybe down in a swamp or something like that. You know, do that. That's part of the easy part. Then you then you think about what makes I would start to think about what makes my campaign area campaign world unique. And if there are little things like maybe substitute np not substitute NPCs, but maybe enhance them. Maybe you can even enhance monsters and things like that that work like for instance the midlands it's a big thing the, the big thing in there is gloomium because of this stuff that's underneath the earth that seeps up and everything's kind of got a green tinge to it if you're not careful they get mutations things like that take that into account when you're substituting things now you should always probably keep an eye out for not making it too hard because if you if you're substituting stuff and you just you're doing it willy-nilly you're not thinking about, you know, all of a sudden a, like, first to third level module becomes a sixth to seventh level module or something like that, just because you're just changing stuff around. Just keep it, you know, keep that in the back of your mind. I'm not saying you're supposed to do challenge ratings or anything, you know, all that stuff I don't like. But, you know, that's the kind of thing you keep in the back of your mind. The same thing, you know, I don't... Like I said, balancing encounters, to me, it's just a straightforward thing. And it's just... Yeah, that's, (laughs) whole that's another subject itself. So, but what I'm saying is just keep it, you know, keep it, keep that in mind. Now, there may be modules where you go, oh, this is great. I'd love to use this, but I have no idea how I would work it into my world. Well, you could rework the module, but if it gets to the point of reworking where it's unrecognizable, what you do is come up with something of your own and use bits and pieces of this module that you like. So that's another way of going about it. Maybe okay. Well, this takes place uh, in a, a you know in, in an area like a, the Midwest, the wheat fields, but I want to play it down south, down in the southern areas. Okay, well, that's an easy location change. You just got to think about, okay, how do you make this unique to your, to your world and the area? So, that, that's pretty much my suggestions on how to adapt existing modules and such to your world. If you have some kind of overarching plot you can lay on there, like my cattle drive, which to me is a plug and play thing. You can then you can that's an easier way to do it. You just got to remember to adapt it to that world. I mean, I've had I've had I've seen GMs try and just try and run something, at you know a, a module out of the blue in their world, and it didn't work. Because I mean, yeah, it worked. We had a nice adventure, but it didn't feel like that world, whether it was theirs or somebody else's. It just didn't feel like that world. So those are the kind of things I would think about, and it, it's it really it really helps. You makes your game better. It's more immersion. You always got to think of immersion, immersion, immersion. You got to get these people to think that they're living in the their characters are living in this world. So, you think about that, and I'm going to go start my day. So, if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. I'm going to thank these people, too. Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thank you guys for helping, helping support this program. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albear Podcast, Big John L enlarges The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.